With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, guys. It's Ollie here. And welcome back to the NUFC blogcast. So it's the morning after the night before. And, and yeah, what a night it was for Newcastle, who came away from Aston Villa with a massive 3-1 win. I know in terms of the scoreline, our biggest win of the season has been that 8-0 win away at Sheffield United, which incidentally was our last win away from home way back in September in the Premier League. But for me, this win at Villa was our biggest win of the season. I think in the context of our season, the statement it sends out, the confidence it gives the players and the momentum it can now give us going into a really winnable run, I just think that is our biggest win of the season. Um... You know, we took positives from our last two away games. We beat Sunderland, got a clean sheet. We beat Fulham in the FA Cup again. Another clean sheet. They were two important wins. Obviously, send us into the last 16 of the FA Cup, which was brilliant. But this felt like a real test of where we were at and how how we've kind of come on away from home and how sort of how we can cope against a really, a really quality team. And I think we passed that test with flying colours, didn't we? I mean, Aston Villa have picked up more points at home than any other team in the Premier League this season. They've Prior to last night's game, they'd won nine and drawn one of their ten home games so far. They hadn't lost at home since February last year, so they've almost gone 12 months without losing at home. But uh, but yeah, we, we, we soon changed that, and it was it was fully deserved as well. I think early on, I, I think I was looking at some of the missed chances and some of the, the opportunities on the counter, which we couldn't quite put away, and I was just hoping it wouldn't be one of those nights where we came away thinking we played great, but we didn't get what we deserved, but... Obviously, Fabian Shaw steps up with those two goals. And, I mean, just a word on him. I mean, I don't think Newcastle have ever spent a better three million. I mean, he's come on leaps and bounds in terms of his consistency, I'd say, defensively under Eddie Howe. And we all know his quality in the final third. But, you know, he really stepped up there at a time where we just needed that goal. And, uh, yeah, so just a massive win. And I think, as well, it's just a statement of those sort of suggesting Newcastle were a sort of one-hit wonder last season under Eddie Howe or anyone suggesting our season was over. I think it's fair to say the vast majority don't believe our season was over. But there has been some people sort of seeing the lack of January transfers, seeing the recent dip in form over December. 
going out the going out the Champions League, dropping out of Europe altogether, losing in the Carabao Cup and slipping down to tenth in the league. I think some people said, "Oh, is this season now a write off?" With all of that in mind, down the injuries, but I think this is just proof that you know the season. I mean, the season was never a write off in my eyes, but it, it certainly isn't now. I mean, we're in the last sixteen of the FA Cup. We're two wins from Wembley. We're up to seventh in the league. We're now only three points behind the top six, which obviously um, would guarantee Europa League. And it's yeah, it's been three away wins on the spin, counting Sunderland, Fulham, and and Aston Villa. So we're sort of really, we're really sort of getting that momentum back that we felt like we lost completely over December. So, so yeah, a huge, huge lift heading into a really winnable run of games, which we'll talk about in a bit. But um, I think firstly, massive credit to Eddie Howe, who sort of really outweighed. You and I am really tactically, I think, and he got it spot on. We were sort of not only solid defensively and seemed to cope with them well in wide areas and sort of really pressed and, and pushed onto them, but we seemed to exploit their high line well as well and, and we got that midfield balance much better. I think one big criticism I've had and I think many fans have pointed out over the past few weeks and months away from home is that our midfielders often looked often look too exposed. The likes of Bruno in that sort of holding midfield role in that number six, if you like, He's kind of been caught too high up the pitch. There's been too much room in behind that midfield, and they've, we've allowed teams to run straight at our defence, which we saw, especially I think in that defeat away at Liverpool. And I think that we got that balance much better in this game. So I think fair play to Howe, I think got it spot on tactically, not just from the outset where we I thought we were the better side from start to finish, but towards the end of the game as well. I think Dan Byrne started to struggle a little bit with uh, with Leon Bailey's sort of pace and skill, and he brought on Livermento switched to a back five and I thought Livermento sort of did really well against him in that, in that sort of final 10-15 minutes but um, but yeah it felt like the high intensity Newcastle of last season which we'd, we'd been lacking a little bit over the, well just in general but especially away from home I mean prior to prior to last night's win I mean the run of defeats we've had away from home we've been shipping goals we've not had the same high intensity um, obviously the defeat at Liverpool we lost away at Luton we got hammered at Spurs and Everton also lost convincingly at Bournemouth. I know injuries have been a massive factor, so so has fatigue, but there was a, a trend that Newcastle just weren't anything like that high-intensity team we, we, we sort of loved last season, and we, we often saw at home as well this season. So it's really good to see the return of the Newcastle side that we kind of know and love away from home. And then I guess going through a few of the players, I thought I thought Dan Byrne at left-back did really well. He's obviously he's been criticised at times, and... Some people are scratching their heads why Livermento doesn't start more, which at times, I can't lie, has been justified. Sometimes you do wonder why in certain games it's not a more offensive left-back like Livermento. I mean, the Forest game was a good example. I think people didn't quite understand that one when Byrne played in that Boxing Day game against Forest. But but no, since then, he's he's come in and been really solid. I obviously got the goal at Fulham over the weekend, but I thought defensively he was much better. He did really well to, to cope with Musa Diaby for most of the night, who barely got a sniff really and he was reading the play well stepping into midfield um, with, with some point important interceptions and yes he did struggle a bit with Bailey's pace and trickery late on but um, how made it like I say a, a wise change there to bring on Livermento and we, we saw it out well obviously Fabian Schaub already touched on I think he's got to be the best three million we've ever spent and I was chatting to one of my friends last night saying he, it feels like he's so under underappreciated outside the Premier League Um I think for a while we've known what a quality like player he is when he's on it, but under Eddie Howe, it's it, any inconsistencies or sort of erratic parts of his game have been just ironed out completely, and he's just been him and Sven Botman are just such a such a formidable partnership. I've seen 
a few people have suggested on Twitter, is it is it the best centre back partnership we've ever had? And but that's a debate for another time. But um, and yeah, talking of Botman, I think we we look so much better with him back in the side. It's probably no real coincidence that um, in the last three away games we've got we've conceded once in beating Sunderland, Fulham, and obviously now Villa with him back in the defence. He's obviously took a little bit of time to get back up to speed. I think he struggled a bit against Forest, against Chris Wood in that Boxing Day defeat, but since then. He's back up to speed. I thought Trippier was back to something more like his best. Obviously, there's been talk of him leaving, which has all been put to bed now, and he's come out and said he's committed and was never pushing to go. And yeah, I thought he was much better at both ends. Back to sort of the Trippier we know. And Martin Dubravka as well, he took a knock, but he was, was really solid again. He didn't have a great deal to do, but a bit like the Fulham game, um, a bit like the Sunderland game, he was when he were, whenever he was called upon, uh, he did. He did the right thing. His distribution, I think it's fair to say, is a bit better than Nick Pope. And he's made a few solid saves. I think Bruno was at it again. He was sloppy against Fulham. He didn't look his normal self. Really looked a bit off the pace and not really like him in possession. But yeah, he was at it again and kind of pulled the strings there. And his sort of ability to sort of ride tackles and keep the ball under pressure so impressive. Lewis Miley, fresh from signing his new deal a couple of days ago, um, was making some really nice runs down the left. I think. Obviously, he's very tall and rangy, but it's it's good to see how he can kind of his movement off the ball and his ability to run into space was was quite telling. There he was making runs beyond the fullback, and that's something actually we often do down that left hand side when when it's either jo, sort of Joe Willock playing there or Joe Linton. That's a bit of a theme for that left sided midfielder to kind of bomb down that left and make runs. And I thought he did that well. Anthony Gordon, constant pest. I mean, I was watching his interview with Rio Ferdinand for TNT Sports a couple of days ago and. He talked so much about his work off the ball and how he's tried, not just defensively to get back and help out his team, but to make those intelligent runs in behind and be constantly um, sort of testing his fullback or any defender and, and sort of making those runs in behind and doing the sort of things the likes of Mo Salah do to get those extra goals. And he showed more of that against Villa. I thought he was a constant pest for their back, back line. And a bit unlucky not to score, really. So, yeah, it was great to see him not only be a threat down the left and, and look really sharp again, but also through the middle, which, let's be honest, we might need him through the middle soon if, if, if Isaac's injury is going to keep him out for any length of time. Then I think Jacob Murphy gives us that spark. He, he gives us width as well, and he's got good movement in behind. But I think it's nice to just have something different. I think for so long with all the injuries, we've had to play the same team week in, week out. And it's just refreshing to have another option and, and someone to come into the team and fresh legs and offer something different and and yeah on Jacob Murphy I actually put a tweet out for the blog's uh, Twitter page or X page as they call it now and I was looking at when Jacob Murphy started this season what the results have been and they've been so impressive I mean with when he started against Villa beaten 3-1 he started Fulham in a 2-0 win started in our 4-0 win over Crystal Palace where I think he got a couple of assists and a goal started in the 1-0 win over Man City in the cup and he started against AC Milan in the Champions League and then that 0-0 draw. So in the five games he started this season, we've won four and we've drawn one. And I've checked as well, and in 208 minutes of Premier League football, which is just the equivalent of about two full games, he's got four assists and one goal. So he's been, despite a lack of game time, despite only just returning from, from full fitness, it's great to see him sort of having that key role in the team. And, you know, it wasn't long ago, I think we all thought, you know, Jake Murphy's been a I don't know, a bit of a flop, hasn't quite hasn't quite made it, doesn't quite look up to speed in the Premier League, but like so many players under Eddie Howe, he's he's come on leaps and bounds and he's now sort of a key a key player in the squad and, and so likable too. So 
you know, having him back's just refreshing and gives us that spark. I don't really like this term, like a new signing, but he's kind of given us that feeling. Obviously, hopefully we can get the same impact and the same boost from the likes of Harvey Barnes, Joe Willock, Elliot Anderson, when they all return in the next few weeks. So, so yeah, and then just a few more. I mean, I think Almiron deserves massive credit. You know, he's been linked with a move. I think there's been some unfair... Oh, unfair criticism, but some of the disrespect towards him, I think, on social media has been a bit harsh. I think everyone accepts that in time, and, and certainly in the summer, we would want to upgrade that right-hand side, and we need a new sort of Anthony Gordon-level signing where we spend big on a right-winger who can take us to the next level, score more goals. But that doesn't take away from the job Almiron's done for us over the past sort of year, where he got into double figures last season, where he's not only his work rate, but his goals were key in getting us into the Champions League. So I, th- I found some of the disrespect to Almiron when he's been linked with a move a little, little bit harsh. And, you know, he, he deserves credit last night. He came on, he, he's been ill, but he came on last night, actually played down the left, which is where he tended to play under Rafa when he first signed. And, you know, he made an instant impact. We know about his work rate and his running, but that cross to the back post for, for Murphy, who then obviously forces it in off Moreno, it was a brilliant ball. And like I say, just deserves a lot of credit. He's come under criticism, some of it a little bit harsh. And he's obviously staying now. That move to Saudi isn't happening. And uh, so, yeah, hats off to Almiron. And nice for him to come come back in and kind of uh, immediately... Obviously, he won't get the assist, unfortunately, because it was, it was technically a, an own goal and Murphy will get the assist. But, uh, yeah, he made an instant impact. I think the only negative, obviously, is Alexander Rizak going down with a groin issue. But uh, Eddie Howe's given an update on that and uh, talked about transfers as well, which, yeah, I'll go through those just after a short break. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So after the game, Eddie Howe spoke to the press, obviously, was being asked about transfers. Asked about Alexander Isak's injury. Obviously, we know that the transfer window shuts at 11 p.m. on on Thursday, so we've got sort of less than 48 hours now to do any business. But it does seem like our hands are tied now, regardless of of the outcome of Alexander Isak's injury. So, yeah. So speaking after the match, Eddie Howe said, "I expect to be finished for the window. I think there's very little time left to do anything, either in or out. So that's where we're at. 
first of all, we need to access the injury to Alexander Izak and see where Callum Wilson is as well. But I don't think we have the ability to do anything. I don't think we have the ability to sign someone. So it seems quite telling there that, you know, even if it comes out that Alexander Izak is going to be out for a couple of weeks, even though that should force us into the market and should force us to sign a, a striker on loan, given that Callum Wilson, our only other striker, is is currently managing injuries as well. I, I think it just shows that FFP's got our hands tied. And even if we wanted to bring someone in, I mean, let's face it, we want to bring in a midfielder. Joe Linton's out probably for the season now after surgery on his thigh. And we haven't been able to sign anyone even then. So I think it's massively reliant on outgoings to bring someone in. But obviously, we've seen Trippier staying now. Almiron isn't going to Saudi. Howe's ruled out any move for Wilson. And I think he's probably keen to keep Lascelles as well, who's been linked with Besiktas. So it doesn't seem like there's the appetite to let any of those go. But even if there was, there's not really time to get that done. To not only let them go, but find a replacement. So I, th- I think it sounds like, even if we wanted to do business, we haven't really got the time or the resources now. Obviously, the money is there in terms of what the club has with Saudi owners and the PIF, but the, from FF, from an FFP point of view, it seems like we've reached our limit unless we let let someone go. So, so yeah, how's update on on incomings was a little bit bleak, and it doesn't sound like anything is going to happen. Obviously, never say never. I think the club will still be working behind the scenes to see what's possible. Um, but yeah, how said a little bit more then on on Isaac's injury. So he said, "I'd like to say that it was my decision." Uh, sorry, I'll start that again. I'd like to say that was my decision to bring him off. But that was Alex's decision. He said he had to come off, so I hope it's not a serious injury. It doesn't look too bad, but it's very early to say that. We need a proper diagnosis and then to assess where we are. So, yeah, it's it's early days, but I think it's a positive that Howe's come out and said it doesn't look serious. I think, obviously, I don't want to don't attempt fate yet, but I think had, had his groin completely gone and it been a bad injury, I think Howe might have come out and said, it, yeah, it doesn't look good. Because he's obviously said that in the past with all the injuries we've had. So, yeah, fingers crossed on Isaac. Should get more in the next few days. I'm sure he'll be going for a scan. I'd, I'd be fairly certain he won't be able to play against Luton, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, and then just finally, he was asked about Almiron's future. Obviously, there was talk about him going to Al-Shabaab in, in Saudi Arabia, but the Saudi window closed last night on Tuesday night, and that seemed to be the only real option. And, and by the sounds of it, Almiron wasn't keen on that move. So, yeah, on Almiron, Howe said, I'm confident that he will stay now, and I'm delighted because he's such an important player. What a person and professional he is. He's had a lot of speculation that's come from the media, but it's not affected him at all. He didn't feel anywhere his near his best physically today, but he put himself on the pitch for the team and he performed really well. So, yeah, I've, I've obviously already touched on it, but yeah, hats, on, hats off to Almiron for, I guess, not only just kind of putting the speculation aside and obviously the fact he was unwell and then came on and, and played a key role, didn't he, in, in that third goal. So, so yeah, and then just, just finally, really looking ahead to Luton on Saturday, I mean... As I've said, there this 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 result gives us massive, massive sort of confidence and so much momentum going into that game. It's a very winnable game, but at the same time, you know we can't take them lightly. I know it's a di- different kettle of fish often away from home, but they did beat us uh, just last month. They've also this was a the big story really of last night, aside from Newcastle's win, obviously of Villa, but they actually beat Brighton, who were above us in the league last night. Well, prior to last night, they actually beat Brighton four nil. Um, so that was a really impressive win for them, and they're on a really good run of form. I mean, they've I think they've won three and drawn one of the last the last four away games in all competitions. I think a couple of those have been in the in the FA Cup, but they're still on a a good run of form. They're now uh, out of the relegation zone, so so yeah, they're they're coming into Saturday's game full of confidence. But I mean, so are we, and I think 
I think that's one of those games where I really just hope we can we can sort of kick on from from the big win at Villa, and I'm confident we will because I think sort of prior to last night we always knew it's a different it's a different ball game at St James's Park. I think the atmosphere will be great following on from the big win we got it against Aston Villa. There'll be there'll be positivity going into it both on and off the pitch. I think so. Yeah, a big chance to sort of kick on and and, and build on that win against Aston Villa, and it's the start of a, a really winnable run for us as well. I mean, obviously a bit of a cliche, no Premier League game's easy, but we really do have a good run coming up. We've got Luton at home on, on Saturday. We've got then a, a trip to Nottingham Forest, another chance at revenge there against a team that beat us recently. Then we're playing at home to Bournemouth. After that, it, we have got a tough game away at Arsenal, but then we've got we've got Wolves, we've got a, a very beatable Chelsea team, Palace, West Ham, Everton, Fulham. So there's there's a real a real chance now to go on a, a really strong run now, I think over the second half of the season. Um, so yeah, chance a chance in our next three games for revenge over Luton, uh, Luton, Nottingham Forest, and, and Bournemouth, three teams who had had beaten us in the reverse fixtures this season. It's also for anyone for anyone who's interested a, a return of a few former mags at, at Newcastle this weekend. Andros Townsend, who was obviously here for a, a spell, and, and Tim Cruel, who was here for a long time. Both both are now at, at Luton. I think Tim Cruel doesn't tend to play, but he'll be there out in the warm-ups and I'm sure he'll he'll get a, a round of applause and you know he's always I think he's remembered really fondly at Newcastle and Andros Townsend as well he, he, I don't think he started in that game last night but he, he could come in at the weekend um, for Luton then just a final little a little bit before we finish now Eddie Howe's given a, a slight update on injuries in his post-match press conference last night so in terms of who could return for the Luton game on Saturday he said there are players that are close to coming back they're getting there Harvey Barnes would probably be the closest, he said. I think Callum's doing well, but he hasn't trained yet. The others are a bit behind them. So, sounds like Barnes has a, a real chance of being back in the squad for Saturday. Wilson could be back in the squad if he if he trains over the coming days. But the likes of Willock and Anderson are still a little a little way off yet. Um, there was also actually positive news on Nick Pope, who's still a while off returning, but it was initially suggested that he'd be out until April. But I know the Times have said that he's he's sort of stepped up his recovery a little bit and he's on track to come back around mid-March so that's only about six weeks away so so yeah lots of positives and uh, yeah that was just a quick roundup really of the Villa Villa game the latest from Howe on transfers and injuries and obviously a little preview of, of the Luton game but uh, so yeah I'm not expecting much to happen in the final few days of the window I think never say never in case we do manage to move someone out and uh, create then space for maybe a late loan deal who knows but, um, but yeah me and Ed should be back next Monday for a review of the Luton game, I guess a review of the transfer window and a look ahead to our trip to Nottingham Forest. So yeah, thanks a lot for listening guys and we'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.